Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. Oh, yeah. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. We are on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. Welcome. We got a dope episode today. T-Rell, who used to be, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know if he was Tyga's manager as much as he was like his business partner in Last Kings. Um, now hosts an incredible podcast with AD and Duno on No Jumper. It's called At the End of the Day. Uh... And he's doing some really dope interviews. Uh, so shout out to T-Rail. He's doing his thing. Um, we had a dope conversation, man. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, he invited me up on at the end of the day. And I was like, man, now you got to come on my shit. So we had a good time. Uh, yo, shout out to our sponsors, though. Hey, don't forget Odd Socks Official, baby. Let's fucking, let's go with them Odd Socks, man. They just dropped their WrestleMania. Uh, actually, not even just WrestleMania. They're like legendary match socks with WWE. Fucking fire. All right. Not only that, they got their odd socks basics. I just got some slippers from them, some bare feet slippers that are fucking cozy. But the most comfortable socks in the world, the craziest licenses, Nickelodeon, Breaking Bad, WWE, Naruto, fucking uh, goddamn Godfather. Keep going. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use that promo code bootlegkev. One word, no space. Bootlegkev. You'll save 20% off at checkout. While you're at that, shopping for socks, shop for your cock right afterwards and go to bluechew.com. Yeah, that's right. Bluechew.com. So the cool thing about bluechew is bluechew is, uh, I should say it, uh, it helps your dick a lot. Helps that fucking dick. You know what I mean? Make sure that thing is strong. Gives you that confidence. Maybe you got some anxiety at work. Maybe you're just like, man, I don't know. I'm just not feeling this bitch I've been dating for 10 years anymore. Let me uh, let me let me get some motivation. Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Cialis and as Viagra. The best part about it, though, is that you don't have to go to a doctor's office to get it. It's all an online consultation, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. You don't have to go have those embarrassing conversations. Hi, I want Viagra. I want to say fuck Viagra. Fuck Cialis. Blue Chew is a chewable 
Uh, and it's it's just great. It gets delivered to your door, discreet packaging, right? And most importantly, nothing to be ashamed of. I just took a blue chew last night, fucking just for fun, you know? Took a blue chew and threw on some of that bros of the bang and just felt like, oh shit, check me out. You know what I mean? So go to bluechew.com, use the promo code bootleg at checkout just bootleg at checkout and you're going to get your first month of blue chew for free all you got to do is pay shipping one more time that's bluechew.com use the promo code bootleg and you will get your first month for free let's talk to t-rel time to get into this bootleg cap podcast y'all bootleg cap podcast special guest in here my guy T-Rail. What it do, man? We had so much fun uh, doing uh, your show. Yes, sir. Adam, or uh, AD was in uh, Italy, cupcaking. Yeah, he was, do- <laughs> he was doing his thing. He thought he was special out there. Man. No, it did look beautiful. It did, it look, did beautiful. look good. I ain't gonna lie. It ain't looked romantic. Lie, lie. Yeah, it was the whole thing. He had the dude singing in the boat and shit. I almost cried. Yeah, it was beautiful, man. Yeah, it was um, tight. It was tight. Good times. Uh, it's crazy because you and I have n- never met until recently. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've been in, I mean, I've been doing radio since 2005. Yeah. And we've had mutual friends um, and it's just never. And we never ran into each other. Yeah. And I think it How might. How is that? I don't know, man. I, I never really had a relationship with Tyga though. Damn. I, I think that I just never was like a, a big Tyga guy. Despite like, come on, see that's why we never ran into your ass. It you, wasn't even that you was always hating. That I was, was you. never hating. You was hating, dude. Just say you was hating. No, dude. you have this. You, you, have, you was hating, dog. It's okay. Last thought, Kings was nasty. That we, I wasn't a big Tiger well, fan because everybody was me. a Tiger fan. Like you was hating. I wasn't hating. You was just one of the radio dudes that was doing it. It's okay. Your no. mind has changed now. No, mine, mine hasn't changed. You fuck with them now. I'm not. No, I, I mean, I respect, fuck with him every day, I respect Tiger. I fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? I respect Tiger. Dude, he's doing his thing. And I and he's uh, probably the third greatest club artist of all time. Damn, who's he's top first and three. second? Future is mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah, number one. Number two. Number two might be Tiger, man. <laughs> number two. If we're talking about just songs you could get off. Songs you can get off right now. And I'm talking like, club, I'm, I'm talking about crazy. like hip hop shit. I'm not talking about EDM shit. I'm talking about like, Little John's probably number two. Just all around, just gonna make any club. Probably li- no, Little John's number two, man. Dennis Tiger. No, I'm talking about hip hop, like a hip, oh, okay, like you know okay. what I'm saying, like yeah. I'll t- I'll t- I'm I'm pretty sure he'll take that. Tiger Star. Yeah, we went. I'm a, not a hater. We bro. went through a whole run that that was beautiful. I just thought la- like Last Kings was just not clothes I would wear as a white dude. I told you I'd look crazy rocking that <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> Why? It's just, the, just it's the gold you know, foil at, at Pharaoh head. Look, in the beginning, me. it was like real, you know, technical. You know, everything was detailed. The hats nice. were fly. It was some shit that I really would actually put on. But then we took the brand to you know another level to where. We took it to Tilly's and those the big department stores, mm-hmm. and we had to fill a demand. Cause once they felt like you know, and we had the first like cut and sew T shirt ever to be in their store. Everything else is like AAA bullshit, and people printing on right. it. So we had a you know cut and sew T. We put a design on it, and it and it flew off the roof. Mm-hmm. And then with those big stores, when you got about. 2,000 stores And then you, you have to ship To all of these stores Right 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 And they're right, right. ordering order That shit The designs gotta come out Like this And I had this young White dude He was white I don't know why he didn't wear it His name was Ryan You know what I'm saying 
And that nigga knew how to design like up crazy, like t-shirts, like seasons. That shit was coming out. And I was like, damn. So I just let him do his thing. I was making money. And at that point, I just was like, oh, well, fuck it. Did you fuck with all the designs yourself? No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. But that shit was making money. So I didn't even give a fuck. I didn't even look into it like that. So man. once you and Tiger split up, like who owns the Last King's copyright? Um... That's that's why that's that's that was the difficult thing about it. That's what we got sued, copyright, you know what I'm saying, and then trademark infringement. So Did, at that point, was it Death Row that came at y'all? Because you guys were banging that Death Row Last Kings logo for a while. Should should gave a blessing. He did. Go ahead, you can have that. You know what I'm saying, real quick. You know what I'm saying, do the thing. Cool. So we we rocked it. Yeah. But now, just the Pharaoh itself, though, a lot of people wasn't. I was like, nigga, I own it, I own it, I own it, I own it, I own it. So we could, we try to have a like a little distinct thing about it, which, you know, which made it ours, which it had an L and a K for the nose and the mouth, and people wasn't feeling that shit. Yeah, and when I said we had mutual friends, I mean, in 2010, 11, 12, I'm in Vegas at Molly Mall's house all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, having some of the greatest nights of my life. And somehow, never ran into y'all there, despite the fact we was going crazy out there too. A hundred percent. Before we get into Molly Mall, I'm just fucking happy to be here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got my glasses on, my motherfucking Prada hat. I'm like, nigga, I see you. You, nigga, you only do big rappers and motherfuckers that's like huge. So I'm like, nigga, I'm huge right now. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, well, listen, you know what I'm saying? But let's go back into Molly Mall. Molly Mall's house. It's tight. Strip hop days. Crazy. Do you remember strip hop? No. You don't remember strip hop? What the fuck is that? That was the fucking strip club that Franzen used to DJ at. Oh, that fuck. I didn't know and the name of it. Nip, I just used to go. Nip rapped about it on M- Marathon. With- I never knew the name. I wasn't even looking at the name. You know why? Because I was always just like moving fast. They had me. My, I think of Rack City, bro. I think of Rack City. I think of strip hop. That shit was going crazy. Yeah. I love Molly Mall House, man. He gave us a lot of swag, man. What is the craziest thing you saw at Molly Mall's house? Um, that nigga had two wolves over here to yeah, the, the side. Yeah, the two timber wolves in the field to the left when you walked in. Yeah, I'm like, them real wolves. You know what I'm For saying? For sure. Yeah, and somebody tried to go over there. One of the girls we was with one day tried to go over there and pet that motherfucker. And that motherfucker nope. almost went through the fence. And that's when I knew it was a wolf. I said, God damn, this shit look crazy. Yeah, the wolves, the monkeys, the cheetahs. Yeah. And but, then just like. But yeah, just all the animals. Just the whole like. African, Egyptian feel, uh, you know, just Muslim shit. <laughs> like everything that has it, it almost, yeah, it was almost like a Muslim Egyptian it was a type Muslim like, Egyptian castle. It was everything wrapped into one, and it was just, it was a beautiful thing, man. He actually went, I mean, we went there. I mean, we had Last Kings already. It was an idea, you know what I'm saying, already. But just the way, like, the whole aura and the essence. When I went to his home, that's when it really, I really figured it out. It was like, Ding! it clicked. This is it. I already knew about the culture and I already knew where I wanted to, you know, where I wanted to bring it and how I wanted people to respect it. You know what I'm saying? Because it was an acronym. Last is uh, leaders of art, style, and talent. You know what I'm saying? And we was kings of that. That's where it originally um, came from. Um, and I'm like, damn. When I went to his house, it was just like a cold thing. Like, you have you been to his bedroom, Paul? Yes, the biggest bed ever. Like his bedroom, Paul. It's like, like ten California kings. But yeah, he bring you around. But he this, had the these first big time, statues. Yo, in the his first room. time I went to his fucking house, he brought me into his bedroom. Pause. And, ta- <laughs> and he takes great. and he takes me into his fucking closet and opens up a jewelry drawer and gives me two iced out bracelets and is like, "That's you." 
And I was like, what the fuck? Nigga was trying to pimp you. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That nigga was finna pimp you, cuz. Bro. No, but he did bring us to the room. So he probably was trying to pimp Tiger. I don't know. But I, we went to the room and I've seen these big ass statues. Yeah. Nubis uh, statues. And I'm like, what the fuck? I based my whole last King store off of this man's. Off of Mars Master bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. I based my whole store off of that shit. So if you ever been there, you you remember that shit, just know, nigga, that's how that nigga bedroom looked with a you know what I'm saying, my store with a fucking bed in it. No, it's crazy because like I remember like uh there was like just that era of like Maul being around y'all, fucking going on the road with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like it was it was it was crazy. Like I, I do feel like um you guys had so much to do with uh you know, just the West Coast run that everyone took the sound and yeah, man. Ma, you know Ma, Ma taught us a lot, man. Ma taught us, nigga, how to really be a fucking boss, nigga, and a king. We pulled up to this nigga house, ten Rolls Royces, nigga, Maybachs. He picking us up in Maybachs and yep. shit like, and he let he you sh- drive it. He chauffeuring us with security. Yeah, giant like, security. Remember that he had a seven crazy. foot ass giant mountain motherfucker, bro. On God, he helped T. Raw get his first Rolls Royce. That's crazy. Because wasn't Tiger living in Vegas for a second? Yeah, we lived in Vegas, man. Me, my girl, him. No state tax. And China. You know what I'm saying? We all lived there. What was it like? Vegas. Like when, because uh, like, you know, we think of. Uh, oh, black- and Honey Cocaine. Honey Cocaine. Wow, That's I crazy. forgot about honey her. Honey lived with us too. Wow, what happened to her? Big ass house. I don't know. She, I mean, she was like kind of like the first lady of the, the she, of the wave, huh? Yeah. After she got, she shot, had fans. Yeah. After she got shot, it kind of like I didn't know she got shot. Yeah, she got shot. We had this uh, incident. I don't know if it was uh, Oklahoma or something. Either Oklahoma or Nebraska. A tiger either, show. Either one of those. Yeah, we was on tour and we was on tour with YG around that time too, and it was a gang of bloods mm. there. For some reason, I don't know what the fuck happened. They was banging on YG, this and that and the other, the case may be. When he performed, he got off stage, he hollered at him, boom, 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 boom. And I guess he, you know, he, 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 if the situation died down a little bit, so right. T-Raw had to get on stage, boom. And them niggas was going crazy again, started throwing shit. You feel me, at T-Raw, and then T-Raw threw something back. Bah, fuck y'all niggas. And then they was like, you yeah, all right, they got kicked out the shit. Mm. So we whatever we, You know it's normal for us Niggas getting kicked out Niggas right. fighting Whatever the case may be Because we was on the lower run we, well, YG is going Oh yeah So boom We we come out Nigga after the show They like nah We we everybody finna squabble But alright Nigga YG like Oh no nigga got a burner I'm like alright Fuck it We gonna go back on the bus So we like We gotta take this street out here And then we gonna hit the highway so Honey Cocaine, you know, she getting bigger. She thought she was the shit. She yep. got her own shit now. She got a Sprinter van, and her ass didn't follow us. Her ass made a left instead of a right. And they followed her ass, nigga, and shot her shit up. Jesus. Yep. I don't know if she got shot in the leg, arm. She got one of them shits. That was crazy. Yo, we got to stop the interview right now. Uh, listen, man, I got to say about Blue Chew, our good folks at Blue Chew, uh, one of our sponsors for the podcast and a product that I use, all right? Now, everyone thinks that, you know, maybe... Taking a product like Blue Chew, which has the same active ingredients as Cialis and Viagra, is a thing. It's not a thing. It's very normal. You might have anxiety. You might have stress. You need that confidence to get your fuck on, all right? Trust me. You want to lay Thor's hammer down on that puss, you know what I'm saying? Or that butthole, whatever you're into. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The best part about Blue Chew, not only is it in a chewable form, but you know... 
when we think about going to the doctor's office and getting um, a prescription for something like this, we think about it as a maybe an embarrassing conversation to have, an awkward conversation to have. Well, Blue Chew is an online prescription service. There's no visits to the doctor's office. That's right. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. And when I tell you Blue Chew helps you, if you're a man, achieve a harder and stronger erection, believe me when I say, bud, it's the fucking truth, all right? It helps men combat all forms of ED, all right? And let me tell you, if you're getting ready to go on a date, you just want to impress a young lady. You got to pop that blue chew, man. That have your dick. You, it might add a half an inch to your dick. Your dick's never been so hard in your fucking life. I'm being serious. I ain't being serious. Yo, even if you just want to jerk off and just be like, yo, this is nice. It's fucking amazing. So, Go over to Blue Chew. It is a chewable tablet. You don't got to swallow it. No pills, nothing like that. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers. They work with you. They find the right ingredient and the right strength for your prescription. It's so easy. You go to bluechew.com, consult with their licensed medical providers, and use the promo code bootleg. Put it on the screen, bootleg, at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping, and they're going to give you your first month of Blue Chew for free. That's right. You can try Blue Chew for free. Go to bluechew.com, use the promo code bootleg, and receive your first month free. Man, oh man, I am a user of the Blue Chew, and I fucks with a shorty. Shout out to Blue Chew. Let's get back to the interview. Did anyone get into Tyga's ear about starting to date Black China at the time? Nah, man, that was his own choice, man. It, you know what I'm saying? Because a- I feel like he kind of like saved her, if that makes sense. Because we think of like... In the this is before OnlyFans, this is before Instagram. Black China was like a legend when we think of like Miami strip clubs. Like she was like one of them names you would hear people rap about. And then, I mean, but he, I would say it's the other way around. You know what I'm saying? And I, I do be joking and clowning, clowning with her or whatever the case may be. So if you ever see this, like, yeah. so she made him. That's what I think, cause she was she was that nigga, you know what I'm saying? That bitch, she was that bitch. You had to go request her to come out. Drake was already and said her name and songs. She was stripping, she was doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Niggas was at KOD, nigga. She was that bitch, right? You know what I'm saying? So and Rack City just came out. You feel me? We just came out. We was doing her thing. It was buzzing. So boom, he like. He like, man, I need to go get this bitch. So I felt like, you know, it was only right to have the top-notch stripper bitch or, you know, a bitch doing her thing to elevate your shit. Couples, and to me, you know what I'm saying, when you're in a relationship, it elevates you. Right. So and with them two being a, a, together, like, choo, it was crazy. You feel me? Like, she crazy stripper bitch doing the shit, partying, drugs, doing all the shit. She turned that little nigga out. You feel me? <laughs> she turned that nigga out on God in heaven. She put so him on low key, yeah, on, on all kinds you. of wild shit. One day he looked, he like, man, we gotta go get her. So we go to Miami, nigga. We request her, nigga. The whole tour bus get off the bus. We go to the club. We only going there to request her. She comes out, nigga. He has a stack of money in his hand. I'm like, this is yo, this is make or break. We wasn't even trying to enjoy the club. We already knew what was happening. Boom, she came out, went up, spoke to him. He just handed her the money. We shook. I'm like, you got the number? You did all the shit? Like, I got her number. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, all right, How cool. much money? It probably was like 500 or something okay. like that. But it looked crazy. You know the ones look yeah. crazy. It was like, whatever. So he told her, all right, cool. Got her number. Called her. Right after he called her, because he called her, he was like, come be in a uh, Rack City video. Mm. And then she flew down. 
came to be in the Rack City video and in Vegas. Was it. This was in nah, Vegas? this was in Los Angeles was downtown. In Wait, but that wasn't there an original Rack City video that was yeah, shot in Vegas sh- and he shot it over. Yeah, that was you know like the that was like the World Star video. Yeah, then he had to shoot it over because the shit was booming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then yeah, the record yeah. label started getting behind it, put the budget behind it, shot it over, brought her out, and then that was all she wrote. Were you hanging? I, listen, there was a lot of speculation that Tiger was hanging and banging Kylie before she was 18 years old. How much were you around? Uh, I was around the whole time. You was around the whole time. Yeah, I was around every every step of the way, homie. Was there any sort of like, hey man, she's not eighteen talk going on? Like that's, that's cub business. Okay, okay. You feel me? That was cub business. But at the end of the if, day, if my, when people ask me that, yeah. I'm like, you gotta have parent consent. I don't see mom and dad knocking on the door. That's on y'all. You feel me? I know what's right from wrong, but at the same time, that was his business and that's what he decided to do. But if mom and dad is coming bamming on the door and me as a parent, I'm on your ass. Yeah, if like Chris Jenner's hanging out <laughs> and mom and, and dad knock cool on the it, door. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, yeah. The mom's over here. What I'm supposed to do? Like, oh no. Like, man, I'm just trying to get in where I fit in anyway, you know what I'm saying? Pre billionaire Kylie. Yeah, pre billionaire. No nothing. Damn. You know what I'm saying? No nothing. Tiger walked through that door so Travis could close it. Damn, that's fucked up. I mean, but people moved on. You know what I'm saying? People hey, move sure. on. People grow, and man, and that's just. I think how it's it just is. dope to see. Like, I, I think Tiger. Like, I think what's dope to see just, you know, independently how he bounced back with taste and man, he's he's an entity in hip hop. Um, yeah. Talk to me about just like what you've been doing over at No Jumper because I think, um, you know, there's always if if you have a great personality, if you're comfortable on camera. Like, I feel like nowadays there's like no reason for you to not start a platform or, you know, I feel like what you and AD are doing and Duno is special, man. Like, when did you realize there was something there where you're like, oh, shit, this shit could actually really work? Damn, I, when they when the first when the first time they brought me, you know, what I'm saying I was in my store on Melrose and and I was chilling. And, you know, I'm just doing my thing quietly because I was in the industry for a long time. But I just felt like, you know, the industry is full of shit, fake, certainly dumbass motherfuckers. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I ain't got time to be right. bothered with that. I'm going to just be over here. But Pun called me. He like, man, you want to do this shit with AD? Nigga, show up. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what, see what to do. But that's my nigga Pun, though. I've been knowing him for a long time, years, of 20 course. years. Of course. So I'm like, shit, all right. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what to do. He was like, yeah, we thinking about um, replacing this girl that's on here. You know, she kind of, I don't know, she, it's, it's iffy. I'm like, whatever, I'm going to get on there, I'm going to turn up for y'all, whatever. I'm thinking it's just going to be one day. Mm-hmm. I got in there, and nigga, the lights cut on like they cut on in here, and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. They like, all right, go, record. I'm like, mm-hmm. we live? All right, cool. And it's just easy. I'm just talking. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? It was some little nigga named Baby Young, and I just start interviewing Baby Young, nigga. yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, what's up, nigga? Where you from? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trained to do this, this little, shit. This little yeah. Mexican kid. Yeah. I'm just going at it. AD looking at me from the side like, nigga, what the fuck you got going on? I'm like, yeah. nigga, fuck it. You feel me? Like, right. but I just knew from that day on, like, this is it. This is I'm like I could do this all day. Cause you're doing it all day anyway. It just ain't being recorded. Yeah, on God and pun like come back next Wednesday six. I'm like, oh it's lit, and I'm like cool. I'm gonna fuck with it. I go back again. I'm like this is easy money. I could do this all day. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Talking shit. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Is it hard? Cause even like uh I gotta like I've been on three times, two or three times on the live show with some capacity over there. Yeah. And it's a lot different than pre-recording 
Because you're live. Mm-hmm. We live. So you like whatever. You might fuck around and forget you're being like you're be, like it's live and everyone's watching you in real time and let some shit fly and be like, fuck. That's the real training, though. Did, has, did, did something like that have to happen for you to like really kind of be like, like, did you let some shit fly that you had kind of. Um. Yeah, I, I did. They they kind of like pre warn me on different things and the shit I should say. Like you know, the LBTQ community is uh, a little sensitive about little shit. You know, because you know how we talk in the ghetto, of or whatever. And I'd be like, man, fuck you, that's gay, right? And they like, hold on, don't you say can't that call something gay. <laughs> yeah, and right. I'm like, whatever. And that's just my whole little thing. Like, nigga, you gay, like, right? And then they like, uh, we live. They We're had to live. tell me, like, we had to tell me. I'm yeah. like, oh my bad, LBTQ. I'm just, you know, what I'm saying, I'm, I don't even know how to say this shit, but I'm like, oh my bad, it's but- my bad. <laughs> My bag, my G. Yeah, but yeah, you, I mean, it's a couple times, but not too, but not too crazy, not too crazy. Is it like, um, because I think a lot of people see, like, you know, Adams kind of put together all these dope shows on on the platform, um, and you guys all have your own sponsorships. Like, like I saw you post the my bookie ad the other day. Yep, yep, yep. Um, how is like just like the like, like are you like I think a lot of people would be like, why wouldn't you and AD? Go do your own thing away from Adam. Like, what is the? Obviously, Adam gave you guys the platform. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for sure, that'll be that'll one day that that'll happen. I'm pretty sure he don't want us to stay under him the whole time or all of our career doing right. that shit. Like, he's a cool dude, man. A he's lot of he's people, super solid. Yeah, a lot of people be like, you know, putting that shit on him. Like, he 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 a bitch or he might be, you know, racist or fuck him. People think like, he's racist, huh? People, a lot of people think he racist. He just like he a bitch and just like he an asshole. Like, and this and that and the other. And like, it's just it's just different with that nigga. Like, when I got to meet him and I, you know, I, I like to go out and like really fuck with you and like mm-hmm. try to see what your character is like right, I'm, right. I'm trying to really judge you real quick right, right, right. like i really be saying different shit to you fuck with you i might give you a hug to see how you you know what i'm saying fuck with it i just want to feel your presence like and that nigga he a cool motherfucker like so anything we we want to do like however it is he gonna support us like 100 like he let me do anything on his platform like i mean shit like, i thought it was dope he's, i mean now that you're doing you're doing interviews on your own like i can do whatever i want to do on this platform he like whatever i can yeah. have any i can make up any fucking little show or vlog so or fire. i can have my own podcast i can get away from at the end of the day go start my own shit go live on friday you feel me and do that like he wants me to do that right, right. and i'm like nah i'm gonna just build at the end of the day with ad because mm-hmm. i feel like we stronger me ad and duno together and then i'll you know what i'm saying i'll double back and make my own shit right, right, you feel right, me? Right, like that's future. what i'll do but he was like well try to interview because i was bringing him a lot of people i felt like he should interview mm. he like why don't you, you do, why don't you do the interview yeah well matter of fact everybody do the interview Everybody in here, let's see. What was the first interview you did? It was recently. It was like uh, the last few months. It was a Dijon months. interview, and I did it with uh, um, AD. You know, the little nigga with the report card. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, it was that shit. And it just got and He was talking wet. crazy about Head. Yeah, oh, yeah. He don't like DJ Head, uh, Charisma. He don't like your ass either. He don't like none of you niggas. Hey, I'm glad he didn't say I'm my saying. name. I'm like, whatever, man. My name's Ben, and I'm not in it. <laughs> well, he didn't say your name. We didn't Thank bring God. it up, but he don't. He don't like none of y'all niggas. He, he That's fine. Like radio, y- y'all ain't doing the right thing. I just think that y'all using y'all platform uh, the right way. Whatever. But yeah, at the end of the day, I fuck with Adam. He a good dude. No, I always you tell people because I've known Adam for a while now, and I always be like, yo, he's been nothing but solid. And I think like, you know, some of the shit that he be getting flack for is just white people humor. Yeah. 
Like they had him on a clubhouse with whack and they were bringing up all these old ass, like dark tweets he had. I, I and I was like, there. bro, that shit was hilarious. Like I, if you watch like first of all that Lu- shit was not hilarious. If you watch Louis CK stand up, he says worse shit. First of all, let's check you right there. That shit was not hilarious. When he wrote, look, when I, I said, what are we finna He was like, let's get on the uh, let's get on wax shit. We about to talk about these tweets. It, it was I'm just like, a, it was so just some bad humor, tweets. some white people humor I'm shit. I'm like, send me the tweets and I'm like, nigga. What would make you say that? I'm like, nigga, we can't be doing. I'm like, I got one time to protect you doing this shit. But he's not gonna I, let those I tweets know fly nowadays. I just know the type of time he on. He ain't even on that type of time. He tried to be on some dark humor and shit wasn't funny. Right. You feel me? That's just what I know for sure. And I'm like, that shit just wasn't funny. No, for saying? sure. But for sure, it's crazy because like uh, you you've talked about this a lot, but just the whole Crip Max situation. Crip Max always on no jumper, but yeah. You're a Hoover. He's got a Hoover killer on his forehead. Do you get the email that says, from this time to this time, this guy will be here. Don't pull up. Yeah, they not going to make it happen. They not going to do that. That's crazy. Like, I'm like, this young nigga, first of all, he just young. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he really got it all. And, you know, it just, it ain't that time yet. But uh, I was like, you know what? I was telling Adam because he really fucked with him. You know, just as a person, because when I look at his interviews or when I look at his vlogs and all that shit and I see his how hospitable he can be, like his hospitality and going out there and talking to people and having respect for the elder folks and giving away to the homeless and shit like he a whole different type of nigga. Mm. But when he turn on that gangbang switch, it's like super disrespectful and it's just like crazy. But I can see why. Adam might like him because that's the um, C-Mac that he know. You know mm. what I'm saying? Even though he has ignorant content and, and shit like that. I was like, but he got that shit on his forehead because I can never talk to that nigga. I can never can't fuck never with him. Be we can't him. be around or yeah. whatever. I'm like, but he going to see. I'm like, one day he going to understand. And then one day he hit Adam. He like, shit, I interview. I interview with her. Or, you know, or I do a, a skit with her. And I'm like. Nah. I said, I see, fuck no, nigga, but I see, I was like, see, he growing, you feel me, because all that clout and all the shit, like, you want to keep that shit going, you know what I'm saying, you want to be successful for longer, and you starting to feel like you got to reach out to different people, you got to start fucking with people, even if they your enemies, nigga, you feel me, to get that content out, but with that shit on your forehead, that shit going to hold you back, nigga. Oh, you feel God. like there's like a fine line, though, between, like, because when I saw what happened with dude, like, when he got DP'd and, like, I mean, I feel like it sucks because like he's kind of been made into this internet personality, mm-hmm. and the and the and we forget that he's also a member of a gang and like there's consequences for maybe some of the stuff that he feels like he has to do for views or for the clout you just mentioned. So I kind of almost feel like it's just it's just a weird situation. You felt sorry, I felt kind of. I mean, it's not that I felt sorry for him, but I just felt like. Damn, like there, there's, there. This is how this was gonna end up the whole time, based on one, like one. I know they, they gonna, it's gonna put a little extra on it because you is who you is now, and two, it's just it's game banging. That's what it is. You yeah. gotta, I mean, you gonna get DP. I mean, that's just what the fuck it is, like nigga. And they filmed it a little bit. Shit. Oh well. Yo, we gotta stop the interview real quick. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, Odd Socks, baby. Hey man, listen. All I keep on my ass is odd socks, drawers. All I keep on my feet are odd socks. You know why? Because they're the most comfortable socks in the world. And I'm not just saying this because they promote the podcast. I'm telling you, the socks are crazy. Uh, They got all the licenses. Look, they got Halloween socks. They have Back to the Future socks. 
They got fucking Twizzler socks. Old Dirty Bastard socks. R.I.P. to ODB. All right. They also got their drawers if you want to wear some underwear with pizza on them. Whatever you need. But my favorite are the Odd Socks Basics, baby. These are just the plain boys. These, to me, are the most comfortable socks in the world. All right. So trust me when I say go to oddsocksofficial.com. Thank me later when you go to check out buying the most comfortable socks in the world. Get some WWE socks, too. I just saw a sneak peek of the new WWE line, and they're fucking insane. In fucking sane. Uh, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. That's one word together. BOOTLEGKEV. We should talk to them about shortening that. BOOTLEGKEV is the promo code. You will get 20% off at checkout. One more time, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Save 20% off using that promo code BOOTLEGKEV. Let's get back to the interview. Yo, early on... um were you around with, during the GED day, days of uh, the I Tiger I got the shit? biggest GED tat from GED. So this was like Gata, Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Gata. Gata's mm-hmm. um, doing his fucking thing on Dave. Yeah. Shout out to Gata too. Um, man, I fuck with Gata. It's crazy that like that was like a pretty solid little entourage of artists when we think back. Like what was it like being... Uh, and I, I just interviewed my homeboy uh, Bubonic, nigga from Philly Most Wanted. He was from Yo, uh, Philly's DD Most too. Wanted. Yeah, I just interviewed Bubonic. Man, y'all go check that out, man. Bruh, that Philly's Most Wanted album was hard as fuck. Damn, dog. I, I, and I'm like, nigga, this is Bubonic, and niggas was like, who? What? I had to bring it back to you know. L- I'm life, to, dude. I want to fucking I want to interview Sean Paul from the Young Bloods, bruh. Damn. I feel like Sean Paul had like a little underrated run where he was on every random remix. And it was hot. And, it, and he was just spazzing. I don't know about the other guy from the Young Bloods, but nah, yeah. yo, Philly's most one was crazy. But what was what were the early days like around like being around Q back then? Like obviously both of you guys are from the same, you know, the same set. The early shit, days with me and Q, me and Q went back when before G D. Me and Q we used to work together. We used to live together in Compton. Like we from the fifties. Like like it go before G D. Like one day at work he just was like, I rap. I'm like, you rap? I'm like, oh, Where were you guys cool. working? We was working at some, like, fucking railroad company or some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Manual loading. labor. Yeah, manual labor, loading the trains and all that. And me and him just, you know. And he from, like, he from 51st Street. I'm from 56th Street. And I didn't know this nigga until we got to work. And I'm like, where you live? Or where you from? And I'm like, nigga, I stay right there. I'm like, for how many years? He like, and I'm like, fucking never. I'm like, never, nigga. We even went to the same high school. Like Never. he graduated I, Crenshaw and I graduated Crenshaw He's in the ninth grade You know what I'm saying I was in the 12th grade But I'm like How the fuck did we not see each other All the way till we got here I mean but That's just how the universe work Energy work Whatever the Was case he always be. hilarious My nigga was always funny He was always doing the same shit He man. might be the most underrated Like comedic personality In all the music But that's how all my homies is mm. That's how I am That's how you are I mean look And now it's working Yeah I mean If we get together It's unstoppable it's, The jokes is ridiculous But it's It's a cool Ten of us Like that's just crazy Like you can't fuck with it At all Why did the uh, GD thing not work out Like with Q and Tiger You know eventually Obviously ended up with TDE um, Just because of the way Tiger do business Exactly mm. why I'm right here you know what I'm saying? Just the way how niggas handle business and how niggas just be like out for self. I mean, you can only do so much for a motherfucker. I mean, you don't owe me shit. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like certain shit you supposed to do as a friend. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what it was with him. Like 
he knew like his career wouldn't flourish with GED. He he should he was he should go over here to TDE, and this is where it's at, and that's where he decided to stay, hustle and grind. You feel me? And then T. Raw he did his own thing over here. And, you know, he, he flourished his way. It was hard as fuck, too. Don't get it fucked up, even though he was signed a universal. Well, he had to kind of force force Cash Money's hand. Yeah, you had He was on day. the shelf. And, and he heated up with all the mixtapes. And every it was day. like. Yeah, he, but it wasn't even a, a, as, as far as you being on the shelf. Because it was just. It wasn't even like, that. But, like, he was never like. Like, I feel like you guys forced, like, Universal's hand. Like. With that song. Yeah, and coming out with shit and doing mixtapes around doing that the well was, done shit. It was a different time back then, and back then nobody was signed to Young Money until Lil Wayne went to jail. He signed all the artists when he went to jail, right before he went to jail, so he can lock everybody in. So yeah, so they didn't. So around that time, we really wasn't even. We just sent, niggas was saying Young Money and Cash Money. Nobody was signed. Wow, you feel me? Nobody was signed until that nigga had to go to jail. And when he went to jail, niggas signed their deal. And then once they signed their deal, then niggas start trying to figure it out. You feel me? But even with the mixtapes, trying to figure it out, that's why you had the mixtapes, trying to get a, create a little buzz. And then being from Young Money and Universal, like you get to do like certain little shows to keep money mm-hmm. in your pocket. And that's all I saw. That's, that was the best we could do at that time. With no nothing, no hits, no nothing. But shout out DJ Ill Will, though, because he kept shout that shit going. Shout out to Ill Will, man. He kept that shit going. Because if we didn't have that nigga, it would have been bad. What? Because Ill Will hosted all those tapes, right? Yeah, Ill Will hosted all those tapes. Ill Will hosted all those tapes. I just tapes. was with Ill Will. Ill Will's my guy. I love that guy, man. I was like, can I interview Ill Will? He was like, no, I like to be behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind the scene ass. I'm going to drink my IPA <laughs> with my, <laughs> and watch you. my bulldog swim in fucking Santa Clarita. <laughs> Get your ass up, I man. have an adult softball game to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doing that. Yeah, trust me. I try to get him on. Oh, I don't know, man. Kev, you know, I got some stories, but... Nah, I think too, like if if Will goes on, like Will feels a lot of certain type of way about a lot of artists, and I feel like he knows I know what those like. I, I think he's also very mindful that if he gets interviewed, he might burn some bridges. Oh, man, <laughs> he might piss a lot of people off. I mean, but oh well, shit, the time is over. It's done, nigga. Shit, burn the bridges. Because he he also did fan of a fan, right? Yep. Damn. Yep, he did fan of a fan. I mean, because Chris didn't know either. Chris was I've been signed his whole time, his whole career, and his life, and he had went through that that tragic moment, nigga, with him and Rihanna. Oh nine, and then they was finna blackball his ass all the way out, which they already did. They, they did, they did. And shout out to my homeboy Miho because he hit me because that nigga Chris was like, it gotta be a way I could put out music. Maybe I could put out music like these niggas. Right. So who's the best nigga I should like collab with? To you know help me <clears throat> And my boy Miho was like shit Tiger nigga he doing it nigga this, this is all he do Nigga called us nigga We went down to Virginia Nigga we was down there for like a month Like two months nigga we live with Chris Nigga we recorded nigga, what at year the was studio Because uh, the incident happened in 09 So I'm, I'm assuming like 2011 2010 Yeah like 2010 like, Yep 2010 Because Deuces came out in like 2011 and that yes. was a real single. That was like that was actually a real through the single. Label. Yep. So yeah. So it was probably 2010 then. So yeah. 2010, we went down there. Yep. 2010. Damn. Yep. Hit us. We went down there. Recorded all of that shit. And then, uh, oh, it was matter of fact, that was Kevin McCall's song. Kevin McCall wrote that motherfucker from like, hook and verse. Very talented songwriter. Yeah, he was. You know, and he he was saving the song. He was like, man. We was like, let us get this song. Chris kept nigga, get let get us this song. He kept playing songs and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'm holding it for Drake. Niggas was like, bitch, you don't know Drake. 
Like, nigga, <laughs> nigga, you not gonna never even see Drake. That's what we talk about. Like, Drake, nigga, what? In 2010, Drake don't know you. He don't yeah. fuck with us like that. Or he don't, he, he ain't fucking with you. So we like, nigga, give us the song. So he finally gave Chris the song. Chris sung that motherfucker over. Boom. T-Roll hopped on that motherfucker. And it was all she wrote. Nigga, we shot the video. We shot the video downtown, nigga. With Colin. Shot the video with Colin. And we telling it. And, you know, Tiger had the relationship with Colin because he was the first, one of the first niggas that was shooting with Colin and doing shit. And Colin, he was like, Colin, look, check this out. We only got like 2,500. Right. Colin ain't doing shit from now right now, nigga, for probably half a million, a couple hundred thousand. It's crazy if you think about all, like that era of West Coast videos was like Black Diamonds. Remember Black Diamonds? Oh, God. They That's did, crazy. They did like the early YG shit. The Black Diamonds used to go crazy, yeah. though. They were stepping out, though. Yeah, but Colin did that shit for 2500 and it was over. That's so crazy, man. That's yep. wild. Yeah. Was this like, um, was this, because I feel like, um, in two in two thousand and ten, was Chris like heavy into the blood shit? In two thousand ten, was he heavy into the blood shit? Like not heavy, heavy, but you know he was more so focused on trying to get his career back, trying to get trying back to, on the right, yeah, and trying to get trying back to get on some the right of that path. fucking money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was trying on to, fucking juicy fruit commercials, bro. And then he was, was trying to he was trying to yeah. get it. You feel me? So all that shit was like. Fuck all that shit, but, you know, it was still there. It was still in them for sure. You obviously kind of were like brought that uh, credibility to Tiger's situation. When you see artists move to L.A. and you kind of start seeing them affiliate, they're not from here, Mm -hmm. but they start affiliating themselves with certain neighborhoods or certain gangs and shit. It's dangerous. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like it happens a lot, man. And, like, I, I I I don't know, you know, I see... I see this shit happen all the time. I say, man, rappers, don't affiliate yourself with nobody. You feel me? Just have your tight-knit crew, your people, your family, your friends, and then y'all just move smart. Like, don't affiliate yourself with no gang because gangs don't have no love for you. You know, like, it was... It was just cool how it worked out with, with Tiger because I just felt I built the little camaraderie with him and then, you know, I, I, I felt You guys like, were okay, friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is my little homie. So I, I treated it as such. But everybody not going to get that treatment. You feel me? Like, there's not... You can't name niggas that's getting that treatment right now. Like, from no neighborhood out here that's just going to back them 100% because these niggas don't give a fuck about you. They'll rob you. You feel me? They'll kill you. Like, they'll do everything... Above, you feel me? Like so, fuck no! Don't don't affiliate yourself with none of that shit. You feel me? Because that shit is crazy. Because if I was that type of nigga, like it wasn't, it wouldn't be no tiger right now. Yeah, because if you think about it, like uh, how unnecessary it might seem if you're like a kid from Virginia, and you're like you've been famous since you were a child, mm-hmm. and like I think a soldier boy the same shit, right? Soldier boy's yeah. been famous since he was a child. Yeah. Even like Bow Wow, sometimes you'd be like, you'd be trying to do the little, you know, hard shit. But I'm like, yo, like, why is all that necessary? You've been famous since you were a kid, bro. Like, you obviously didn't grow up. Like, coming from your neighborhood, you had, like, you know what I'm saying? This is your lifestyle. I'm gonna tell you why because people be infatuated with the with the just the culture and the feel of it. You know, when I get around my homies, like, we ain't always like, oh, gun ho, let's go shoot and kill everybody. Like, niggas ain't doing that shit. If you from Los Angeles, California, you fucking know. Like, if you on the block, nigga, and everybody outside, niggas cooking, niggas is playing in the street, doing all the whole shit, shootings happen rarely. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you out here in this whole atmosphere, nigga, we all got on red. You want to put on red too? It's like having that fucking varsity jacket, nigga. Mm-hmm. When you playing football or basketball, like I want a jacket too. Like you want to go out there and have fun and, and and do it up with your homies, have some culture, have big homies and little homies and all this shit. It's just like a family oriented thing, but it is another aspect of it where maybe these other niggas might come over here. Because your homies and took their ass to a party, beat up their homies. Now they mad. They don't want to fight. Now they finna get their gun. Roll over here. Shoot the wrong motherfucker. Now everybody hates you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now we got to go back over here. And it's just going to be a never-ending fucking story. That's the that's the worst part about it. But as far as like me kicking it with all my homies, like that's the craziest party ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Ass pun, nigga. I used to bring all my homies to his party and we used to turn that bitch upside down having fun. Right, 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 right. But if a nigga want to fight and do all that, that's when they go left. But it's the family oriented thing about it. I guarantee you. And even Soldier Boy, these niggas is from the South. And when they see that, it's like, oh, this is cool. So you, you think any of it has to do with just like, I live in LA now? It'd be a good idea. I mean, I feel and like. Be, and be affiliated with some shit? Yeah. Partly too. But yeah, it's yes and no because you because back then I feel like there it was a lot more harder for like artists getting like their chain snatched and like how do I get my chain back like it happened that happened to Tiger right yeah Yeah. um it happened to a lot of people Uh, being getting your chain snatched back then was crazy like your career that was like a big yeah it pretty much was done I mean dude that shit haunted. Young Berg for a while It pretty much was For real nigga Like And and T.R. did get his chain snatched twice Like when I came around Like people was like Really trying to fuck with him And bully him And do all the shit Because when you not from a gang That's what gangs really do to you too Especially when you hot You popular Got songs out You on TV Niggas see you in the street They want to take advantage of you like, and that shit just wasn't flying with me. So he already had the coconut juice shit. Then niggas was already still trying to fuck with him and and bully him and doing all that. But when I came around, I'm like, damn, they doing all of this shit to you? I'm like, all right, get on YouTube. I'm like, let me give me the list of everybody that's that's dissing you and fucking with you right now. All right, cool. Say no more. I'll be right back. Like probably like a couple weeks, nigga. I spoke to everybody except one nigga. You feel me? I'm like, hey, that's out, nigga. We ain't doing that no more. Well, what was it? Was like it was like rap beef that you squashed? Yeah, just like little rap beef and like little homies. But it was a couple niggas that's really from gangs. You know what I'm saying? That was doing their thing. Who's like the the most notable beef you squashed for Tiger in that era? <laughs> probably the, the young homie named Gutter. He was from Bounty Hunters. You feel me? He was mm. my homie too. Like he was my real homie. Like hey, come to my house. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, I'm kicking it with the you young nigga, man. Lee Cut along. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna do that no more. You feel me? Because I ain't trying to fuck up my little reputation and all that. Right, right. My homies call me a bitch. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So we ain't gonna do that shit no more. For people who don't understand, um, who aren't from LA or don't understand the politics of LA, why was it such a huge deal that you sat down with Jay Stone and did did an interview with him? Uh, because those that's two big rival gangs. Like niggas, some of my homies can't even look at them niggas or talk to them or even stand by them or stand fifty feet away from them without being hysteric, like crazy, going erratic. You know what I'm saying? Like some of my niggas can and some of my niggas can't. Like, but and, and vice versa. Like I can't go over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I could change my life. I could do whatever the fuck I want to, whatever. But at the end of the day, I know where I'm not wanted. I can't be over there because everybody ain't going to feel like me or him. You know, mm-hmm. so 
But that was big for the culture, I felt like, because even though it ain't, I don't know, street shit and we ain't changing niggas' lives and, you know, charity moving, but it just shows you, like, the growth. Like, we can all grow. We can all speak and talk to each other. We can fuck around. You know what I'm saying? Like, times times change, bro. We got kids. We got a family. Let's travel. Let's talk. Let's joke. Let's have fun. It's, like, all the killing and shit. Like, I just... It's nothing like you. I don't. I don't agree with that shit no more. Man, gang banging is stupid. You feel me? Like that shit is outdated. That shit is out of here. I mean, isn't that really kind of like the um, the root of the issue? Is that blood has been spilled? So, yeah. So when does it stop? Because yeah. it's like it's it's a nonstop cycle of like one and like re- responding to bloodshed with more bloodshed. And I was always ask my homies too, and I'm like, how does that shit gonna stop? Like. If he killed him, he killed him. It's just going to keep going down the lines of how do it stop? And they was like, well, shit, that's why you got to holler at the kids because the older folks are already stuck in this same, this this frame of mind. So right. you try to go talk to the youth and hopefully the youth will have a different frame of mind. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's cool. You can go speak to them, but they still got to go home. You know what I'm saying? And you they learn. still gotta go home where they where they're from. Where they from? The, you know, the mama, the daddy, the auntie in the mm-hmm. house. They still talking the crazy shit. Like, and then you'll just learn growing up. You feel me? It's just learn mentality, man. That shit is crazy. So I don't really know how the fuck that shit is in. I mean, I mean, unless we just got a crazy financial freedom, man. I don't yeah, I mean, I remember like when Nip passed, and um, there was a like kind of like that march that Big U had uh, organized. Yeah. I know that was like a really big deal, mm-hmm. but in terms of like. I don't know where do you feel because I feel like in part, man, some of this younger generation is more wider than the older generation. This younger generation is on another level, and then on top of that, they really don't get, they really not outside like we were. Like it's a, it's more so on the internet. It's some like, internet <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> but they are crazy because when they see each other, these things got big ass ARs. They shooting up shit, shooting up some schools. Call of Duty ass shit. Yeah, going they on, shooting man. up parades and yeah. all type of shit like going on like. So, bruh, it's crazy, but man, I don't know, man. That shit is wild, man. These the younger generation compared to us is just really wild. But what Big U did do was special, man, for the for the culture for sure. Like, but not and I, I even asked him. I'm like, Big U, why the fuck you just can't go get every nigga from every set and say, you know what, we ain't doing this no more. And if you niggas is doing this, then we DPing everybody. Or are you gonna keep doing this? Matter of fact, you niggas can't be from the set no more. Fuck it, no more gaming and no for you. Go over there. So why the fuck y'all just can't do that? Niggas like shit. It ain't that easy. If it was that easy, it's not that easy. But right, it's you could do it. You think so? It's doable. If you brought niggas to the march, I bet you it's a, a gang of older OG niggas that feel the same way. Like man, I ain't trying to do this shit no more. And I ain't trying to see you get killed. You get killed. You get killed. But I'm from this shit, so majority counts. You feel me? Like majority rules. Fuck it. We just gonna keep saying fuck it. Yo, we got to stop the interview real quick. Tell us about. Uh, t- I'm gonna tell you about. Our partners at MyBookie, man. Make sure you go to MyBookie.ag right now. It's gambling season. NBA playoffs are about to start. What are we doing? You can still get your futures in on the uh, MVP vote as well. You can bet on everything at MyBookie, man. So, look, what you got to do is go to MyBookie.com right now. Just go to MyBookie. Use the promo code BOOTLEG when you sign up for a new account. This is important. When you sign up for a new account, use that promo code BOOTLEG, and they will give you a deposit match. Free money. Up to $1,000. So if you sign up and you put 200 bucks in, they're going to give you another 200 to bet with. 1000 They're going to give you another 1000 to bet with. 
Let's go for the Suns all the way. Just throw all your money on the Phoenix Suns, all right? And then bet that the Warriors won't make it out of the first fucking round because Jokic is going to fucking pound them in their ass. Probably great odds on that one. Anyway, mybookie.ag, mybookie. Just fucking Google the shit. Mybookie. Use the promo code bootleg, and they will match your deposit free money. Free money! Up to $1,000. Let's get back to the interview with T-Rail. Yo, um... Just on some business business shit, man. At y'all's peak, like the clothing line was doing big numbers. Like you said, it was in Tilly's. Yeah. It was definitely a cultural thing. Um, what was the best year you guys had? Shit, I think we made like fifteen million off the clothes. Off the clothes, that's huge, yeah, man. We made like fifteen million off the clothes, and I, 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 I was. I mean, you know, I started some shit with my girl. You know, I told a story before, but you know, T. Rock gave me some money. He like, man, he go. It go fifteen thousand. He like, man, try to start Last Kings and try to do it up. Basically, this is this is it. <laughs> Cause I really ain't got no money. I can't pay you. You don't know how to do shit. Yo, go the run this tour shit. Tour manager, up. manager, yeah. all the shit. You, I did it before, but he like, I gotta, you know, keep elevated. So here goes some money, nigga. Hurry up and try to do some shit. I'm like, all right, let me go try. You feel me? I took that fifteen. I ain't gonna lie. I gave five to my girl, and I'm like, fuck. You my plan B, so you know. What I got ten we, now. Yeah, yeah. You go. You make it happen with the girl shit, yeah. and I'm gonna make it happen over here with this little last king shit. Feel me? Like you it, made it happen, and I made it she happen. Fifteen k to fifteen million. Man, I turned ten k. Yep, ten k. Ten yeah. million. Man, and shout out to my homeboy Low, cause my homeboy Low introduced me to Ryan, and then when Ryan, I got introduced to Ryan. Ryan felt like okay, this is this shit is uh, attached to a celebrity. I can sell this shit to Tilly's. He had the relationship. Once Tilly's bit, it was over. Mm-hmm. I was living right down the street, North Hollywood, on Fair. Mm. You feel me? Like in the gallery, I was living right there. Me and her trying, and she was shipping off the floor. She was shipping off the floor. I was shipping off the floor. I had my little homie Andy. He was sh- shipping hats. You know what I'm saying? He was designer at the time. I didn't have shit. You feel me? Then when I met that nigga, and then we went to Tilly's, I got that check, my first little check. It was crazy. The Tilly's check got to be wild. I got a check. Nowadays, it's like if you get into Zoomies. Oh, like, yeah. It like, was I that. know when Cookies got into Zoomies, it changed their whole business. Like It's over. It's like a wrap. 5,000 stores. What? And I'm selling this shit, and y'all want accessories, backpacks, hats, socks, everything, not just only T-shirts. Mm. Like, they want what, everything. Did, did the shirts also the hats? Because I feel like the hats were more popular. The hats were way more popular than anything. Yeah, the hats, yeah, the were, hats were way everywhere. more popular than anything. Yep. I, I don't miss the era, and I'm not talking about just y'all, where it was like the animal print shit. pockets on a black tee. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, the cheetah shit. Like, here's going. a cheetah pocket on a black t shirt. <laughs> yeah. And here's a cheetah brim on a red hat. No, everything. That shit was crazy. I will say this, though. I give it to the cool kids. I think the cool kids originally brought the snapback shit back, but Tyga made a commercial. Like the retro starter hats, I give that to Tiger all day. Like taking it to like mainstream. Well, I give it that shit to Taz Arnold. Taz Arnold made that shit go. He had a brand called Tisa. Yeah, yeah. Which Tiger would would rock. Yeah, he was rocking the Tisa yeah. hats. He was rocking the Tisa hat and we was rocking ice cream and shit like that. And then you know one day I woke up. I'm like, we need to do our own shit. Mm. You know. And then we I we kind of figured out. I got with this young nigga named Glenn. You feel me? Um, who ended up suing me too? The partner, right? <laughs> what do you see? You know what I'm saying? I got with this young nigga. Well, fuck Glenn. Yeah. 
Nigga might sue me again. I ain't seeing that. That shit's crazy. He's like, he won the lawsuit. No, you don't understand, Kev. He won. Yeah, he won. <laughs> but, but it's all good. I'm saying if he didn't win, I wouldn't be right here. Yeah, That's bro. crazy. There it is. Damn, I'm glad your ass won, nigga. But yeah, man. I, you know, nigga sued me or whatever the case may be. But it's it's all good, man. But shit, we got out that shit. I forgot the fuck I was finna say. Girl. I don't remember either. <laughs> what was I just saying? I don't know. This shit going crazy. Yeah, it's going crazy. Uh, what, what's like, obviously, with the at the end of the day going so well, your shit going so well, what, are you doing anything outside of the content space? Uh, no, I have a family channel. I've been having a family channel before I went to know on Jumper, YouTube, but yeah, on YouTube, having a family channel named Heather and Terrell. My kids, me and her, we be doing it up on there. But uh, as far as doing it up by myself, I'll probably do something with my girl, you know, um, a podcast, doing something with her. And then I'm going to just stay at No Jumper, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to build, build there before I take my shit left, you feel me? I ain't... I know everybody yet. like, bro, you got the potential, you doing it, ah, leave, get out of there. And I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I, just, I mean, it's not even been a year, right? It ain't, it's going to be a year on April 6th. So damn, I got so it's two been more about days. a year. Two more days, it's going to be a year. But yeah, I'm like, damn, I'm a loyal nigga, you feel me? And and I, I ain't going to let the, you know, I ain't going to let the cloud get to me. Like, so, you know, I still got shit to do and I still got time to build and then I'll venture off. Is there any any situation where you could see yourself getting back into the music business? Uh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck these niggas in music. I'm not doing none of that shit. That shit is crazy. Like I don't. It, I just don't like the fakeness. I don't like being lied to. And it's just the music industry is just a bunch of motherfuckers lying to each other all day. And I, I, I ain't got time for it. You feel me? Like you say you're gonna do this, don't do it. Like, you say you're going to be here, don't be here. You say you're going to give me this money, don't give me the money. Like, fuck, nigga. Like, and then at that time, I was taking a lot of shit personal, you know, because of where I'm from. We just built on, like, loyalty and just be a man of your word. Like, right. when motherfuckers wasn't doing that, I was burning a lot of bridges. If you was telling me one thing and you and then you didn't do it, nigga, I was on your ass, nigga. You feel me? Like, I, I used to be, I used to go hard. I used to go hard. I ain't even going to lie, dog. I used to go hard. It's just, probably went too hard. This, this, <laughs> shout out to this guy, man. Banging Hoover, hanging out with the Kardashians at a certain point. In time. <laughs> they don't even know who the fuck's at their family events. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they like, hold on. They probably had to research and nigga like, hold on. This nigga who do you really have over here. <laughs> but I was a cool Kylie. nigga. <laughs> this was, hey, Kylie, when did you meet Kylie? Like, how she, much surgery had happened already? Was it, was it like, it was like at the beginning of like kind of like the lips and I don't know about no surgery she had, man. She I just know she was always a cool young girl, man. I Did you always see the billionaire in her? Um, yep. I always seen the money in nigga and the taste in her whole family, man. Her whole family just a real family oriented motherfuckers, man. And I and being around them is cool. They taught us a lot of shit. And they taught me a lot of shit, how to move, how to have your household uh, well-coordinated. Yeah. Like, these motherfuckers is moving scenic, man. And I just love everything that they do on everything What was I love. it like um, being around Kanye? Because, you know, Kanye executive produced a gold album. Well, yeah, being around Kanye, uh, I only been around Kanye. This is crazy. I only been around Kanye, like, at the family, like, birthday parties and shit like that. So it's, like, only, like, a small talk. Hey, what's up? And, um... I don't know. T-Raw just never really brought me around uh, Kanye. Maybe he felt, you know, I was embarrassing or some or too crazy. Like, I was. Like, <laughs> but, maybe, but he bring you to the children's know. birthday party. Yeah, but then, Makes you know, sense. But that's after not, the fact. Not at the studio with but Kanye, not, but come over and hang out with the 15-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, that nigga crazy, but fuck it. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, listen, man, uh, it's dope to see what you're doing. Um, go follow the show. It's on, I mean, you guys drop every Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday, six o'clock. You feel me? Live. Don't worry about nothing. Come and check us out. Uh, how many interviews now are you doing a week, or is it just. I, wherever I get in, where I want to do, where whatever, wherever I get in, where I fit in, you know what I'm saying? Because he be doing interviews two, three, four a day for sure. So if it ain't no time slot, it's over for me. But if whatever time I got open, I got somebody to fill it, and I'm doing it. Boom! So, and I drop every Saturday, so. You drop every Saturday? Every Saturday, even though I know that's not a, a cool conventional time for So you drop an interview media. every Saturday? I drop an interview every Saturday. And then you and your wife, how often do you do the family thing? We try to do it like three times a week, even though we be bullshitting, though, but still check us out, man, Heather and Terrell. Is it hard being, because like I'm on fucking No Jumper and I'm married as fuck and I'm like, I couldn't be over here as much, like... You know, I'm over there the other day, and the chick who blew all the Phoenix Suns is there. I'm a Suns fan, so I naturally want to talk to this bitch. <laughs> I'm like, yo, so you suck Devin Booker off, Tyler Ulysses. Let's go through the names. I want to know. But, like, I'm like, shit, I couldn't be over here often because there's so much. There's just a lot of. Well, I'm used to it, man. We got a women's clothing brand, you know what I'm saying? Sorella Boutique, man. Y'all go check that out, too. Sorella Boutique. But I'm also just, you know, I'm used to it. My girl always having girls around we got a women clothing store we're just coming out the dressing room naked she doing photo shoots girls coming out half naked and these is bad some bitches. of the shit be you going on in that studio though i like, hope they wipe the couches down that's all i'm gonna say they wild doing that shit i but, heard some camera guy got like bruh, his butt fingered or something on the on the uh, I patreon seen that shit bro you he seen crazy. it i seen that shit homie they were, were like, you there? And they was like, hey, um, no, Josh just showed me on the computer. And he was like, watch this. And I was like, watch what? They was like, don't watch it, bruh. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, bruh, why would you do that, and they, bruh? And they kept the couch. And they kept the couch. I'm like, did y'all sanitize it? Is he still uh, filming for the, is the camera guy still there? They got fingered on the couch by a chick? Oh, no, no, no. He, hell no. I don't know him. I, I feel think like that nigga worked for Patreon or one of those niggas I, over I there. I feel like if if you if you do that, like you almost sign your resignation letter. If he like, worked, great if content. he worked there while we was there, fuck no, he wouldn't last. He would have been quit. He would have probably killed crazy. himself. Yeah, what? Every day, every Wednesday, oh, he probably want to shoot himself in the fucking head. There it is, man. T. Rail, appreciate you, bro. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.